0: And hello, and welcome, everyone, to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I'm your uh, host, Joel. Back again, we took a week off to do a commentary, Matt, and a lot of people seemed to really enjoy it, which I'm happy about.
1: I'm glad they did enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Asking you shall receive meant that, you know, Matt and I could take it a little easy for a week, give news a chance to, you know, kind of repopulate, and I think it has.
1: It, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, how, uh, how has your week under quarantine, Matt? Are you going going crazy yet?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not going too crazy. My my quarantine's been pretty lax because I'm still able to go out and about and 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 do things, go to work and whatnot. But yeah, no, my week's been pretty good. The last couple of days, though, I've been fighting with YouTube's copyright. So that's been Ooh. quite a bit of fun. Um, I just said fuck it and just decided to upload the video to VMO. So that'll be coming out soon. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, there you go. I'm, I'm glad you got it up at some point. Yeah, it was... <laughs>
1: The things that were like copywriting me for, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. I wasn't planning on monetizing the video anyway, because I knew there was copyrighted content in it. Mm. And I'm like, but why are you still, why are you blocking the video in all territories?
0: <laughs> yeah, YouTube, YouTube really blows like that. I can say I haven't had a problem yet, but my heart goes out, man. It really does. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I definitely had a bit here where I was kind of pulling my hair out. kind of losing my mind because it was like a really shitty weather week here so it's like oh i can't even really go to the store or just like do a walk around the track or anything because it's rainy so i really am stuck inside oh no (laughs) you you finally felt it Yeah, I really did. I tried watching a little of that show, The Midnight Gospel, and that didn't help because it's like, oh, this is just a Duncan Trussell uh, podcast that someone lovingly animated about expanding your mind and drugs and metaphysical concepts. And I'm like, no, I don't need that right now. No, no, no. (laughs) It's
1: the worst type to have. (laughs)
0: although that being said man i hope at some point one of our fans becomes like a really big hirsch level animator and wants to animate the dumb shit we say into a microphone and turn it into a mind-bending eight episodes of animation for netflix that'd
1: be pretty cool
0: so you know fans get get on that all the dumbass shit matt and i say make a make a coherent story out of all of that <laughs> that also keeps its conversational tone oh, can you do that no one can could do, do that.
1: it no one could do that <laughs>
0: the challenge is on you people get to work i will ex- i will be expecting your animation samples next week and the best ones will show off <laughs> that's a fuck of a thing i'm gonna take some dude's podcast i really enjoy and turn it into a show it
1: happens now more than you
0: think i guess it's just so insane to me yeah <laughs> oh we got a couple people in the chat saying all right joe we'll take you up on that offer all right then <laughs> Yeah, Duncan Trussell is one of those guys. I never actually listened to his show, but he would always come on other people's shows that I listen to. And he'd be like, hey, man, so let me tell you about acid. So let me tell you about ayahuasca and expanding your mind. And I'm like, man, this guy sure does love drugs, doesn't he, in the state of being. And he's, he's big into simulation theory, too, which is also what the show is about. Where It's like, what if our lives are just a big simulation, man? And I'm like, I'm not high enough for this conversation. <laughs> But it is a really nice-looking show, and it is something that only Netflix would, like, roll the dice on and take a chance with. Absolutely yeah yeah so that's one of the new things i've been watching uh we also watched the final two episodes of star wars clone wars this week we will talk about that at the end of the show so if you haven't seen it yet uh this will go live wednesday so by then i think most people will have a chance to see it but i know there's different time zones and people (laughs) trying to get it out for may the 4th you know may the 4th be with you matt's already seen it so you know we'll we'll talk about it yeah
1: i wasn't sure when because i would have assumed because disney plus you know everything about that is based in america i would have thought we i would have mm. to have wait until after may the 4th happened but no i i like i like just just like curiously went to disney plus uh earlier today and just like saw it and I'm like oh fuck yeah i'll watch this now and mm. also that that yeah. um that mandalorian behind the scenes show started i haven't watched the first episode of that because they're Ooh, releasing shit. them they're releasing them weekly. Um, right. I haven't watched the first episode of that, but I heard it's very good.
0: Oh, shit. I got to go watch that then when I'm done here because that sounds super fun. Yeah. Uh, Westworld actually ends tonight as we're talking about this. So, usually, what Matt and I do is when this show is done, we go and we watch Westworld.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That last week's episode
0: was so good. It really has been great. Man, the use of, uh, what is it, uh, Ground Control to Major Tom. I really freaking loved its use of this season, which I thought was great.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic.
0: Turning a song about space and seeing things you've never seen before to, what is it, uh, people waking up to a brand new frontier in their own lives. Good, <laughs> good shit, that show uses music in a really interesting way. It sure does. Mm-hmm. Also, hey, it's nice to see, uh, what is it, uh, Jesse Pinkman be uh, really great in something that's not uh, just Breaking Bad. Yeah,
1: I actually get to do something that's kind of out of character for like jesse pinkman
0: yeah he he has an everyman quality aaron paul and i know he kind of took a stab at movies that it didn't quite take i wonder if this will let him take a second stab at movies i hope so i hope so Uh everyone's so great on that show tandy newton freaking vincent castle as the as like the villain with probably one of the most relatable ass motivations especially now in 2020 oh yeah yeah (laughs) Siroc, look, you know, the human race, they will just kill each other. I lost my whole family to a nuclear bomb. Mankind must be controlled, and it's, you know, more terrifying, murderous instincts, uh, reigned in. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I mean, God, I mean. You're not
1: wrong. I mean, he seems
0: not. <laughs> I mean, he seems nice about it. I mean, yeah, it sucks. The you know that he makes uh, the entire world into YouTube, basically, where our lives are ruled by an algorithm that no one understands, but people claim to understand. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that, that's a conversation for another day. Believe it or not, everyone, we do actually have some news and uh, <clears throat> some interesting topics too. Uh, here's one that I thought was interesting. Uh, Judd Winnick, perhaps one of my favorite comic writers, a guy who hasn't written a traditional superhero book in a long time. I know he has like, a, it's, it's not quite a web series, but it's like a creator owned series he's had going on for a bit, but he's actually returning to the world of superheroes with a new book called the mighty very soon. And I'm excited for that. It basically sounds like uh the tale of a teenage superhero with like Superman level powers. Yeah.
1: It, well, when, when I heard this, I thought, Oh, is this the mighty because there's a book called the mighty that was made by dc i think it was by peter j tamasi in like oh. 2008 i think and i'm like oh is this like a reboot of that but no i read then i read about what it's like i'm like oh this is this is naomi
0: yeah more it <laughs> sounds very much like naomi doesn't it and in the back of my mind i've had my fingers crossed forever because you know judd winnick wrote some of my favorite Green Arrow stories ever. He wrote the Batman story that made, you know, Jason Todd into the Red Hood and everything. Mm -hmm. He has, you know so many of these great accolades but i think he's also one of those creators who really burned out in the new 52 era because basically whenever they had a book that didn't work they'd give it to him hey judd can you write batwing for a little bit hey judd can you write detective comics for a little bit can you write this like he just jumped around from book to book it seems like just taking projects no one else wanted and very little if anything that he wrote actually stuck
1: yeah which is a shame because he was a very damn good writer
0: Yes, I would I would say one of the best at his time, and to think that he's, you know, I mean, he hasn't been slumbering, because, you know, writers got a right to pay the bills, but, you know, he's been doing other stuff, he's been doing TV and movies and creator own stuff, but yeah, he's actually coming back to a traditional superhero book, and hopefully that means a return to either Marvel or DC at some point. I hope so. Yeah, most definitely, so good, uh, good on him, good on Judd Winnick, and if you see The Mighty on the Shelf, check it out, that one gets the comic multiverse- seal of approval
1: yeah i'm gonna because there was no art or anything to accompany this so it's in very early stages so i'm intrigued to see who they get for the artist and whatnot
0: most definitely and also for those wondering that is indeed the sound of approval that's what it sounds like (laughs) get yourself a good is what you need (laughs) that's right space lord he did write catwoman for a little bit i forgot
1: wow new 52 catwoman i remember nothing about
0: No, I think the only thing we remember about that is that Batwoman and Catwoman have uh, sex on a rooftop in issue one. And I do believe that was not his idea. I do believe in an interview somewhere he's like, no, they made me put that in. I didn't want to do that. (laughs) Because Judd Winnick actually writes really good, really well fleshed out three-dimensional female characters. And that's totally not something he would do. That's
1: totally something Dan DiDio would make someone do.
0: Yeah, that was definitely a gun to his head type of situation. Man... I'm glad you brought up DiDio, because again, I I, I thought about this the other day and just laughed to myself, where it's like, man, DC and Marvel, falling on hard times, they don't know when their books are going to come out, you know, all these creative issues and everything, and you know whose problem it's not right now? Dan DiDio. (laughs) I like to imagine Dan DiDio hasn't gotten out of his bathrobe in like two months. He's waking up, drinking Mai Tais, just reading Twitter like, oh, it's so good. It's someone else's problem. <laughs>
1: oh, I can't you there's probably still people out there that blame him.
0: Oh, of course. I'm sure he's just been sending passive-aggressive text messages to everyone in the office where it's like, oh, yeah, having a rough one now, guys. Oh, yeah, geez. <laughs> Bet it must be really rough. Oh, I'm drinking in the afternoon now because I want to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not because I have to. Later.
0: Yeah, later I might watch a movie and have a nap. What are you going to do? Ooh, trying to create a brand new infrastructure for <laughs> distributing your comics? Oh, that sounds rough. I've watched The Big Lebowski six times in a row because I can. Uh, but, yeah, so good, uh, good on uh, Winnick there. Glad to see him uh, going to be writing something more in our wheelhouse soon. Uh, now, our next story isn't exactly comic book focused. But it is entertainment industry focused and it's definitely going to affect uh, probably more of us than we think. And it's a just it's just an interesting topic that I know has been on the tongues of a lot of us right now. And that involves AMC theaters, which I don't think we actually have AMC theaters here in Canada. Do they, do they have them in Australia? Absolutely not. <laughs> Okay, so it uh, doesn't affect me and Matt at all, but it will affect a lot of our American viewers out there, which is like most of you, I think, last time I checked the analytics. But yeah, AMC Theaters got very pissy on social network this week, there's no other way to describe it, and said that they are no longer going to screen Universal films. And the reason they claim that they're going to do that is because, and follow me on this, everyone, because it's going to get really fucky in a second, Trolls 2, yes, that movie, Trolls 2, apparently shattered all projections on digital. Uh, When it was released, it was supposed to go to the theaters along with, like, Bloodshot and a bunch of other big movies, but it didn't. It went directly to digital, and apparently it was a huge fucking hit. Like, it did double what they expected. And AMC is so pissed at this idea about missing out on them sweet, sweet troll $2 (laughs) that they're just punishing an entire studio full of people saying, we're not gonna show your movies anymore, because we wanted them troll box.
1: Yeah, it made something like double, or triple the it's projected opening weekend and um apparently all well, apparently the film isn't too good anyway but like obviously kids are stuck at home with their parents the parents will just buy or rent the film just to keep them entertained um
0: yeah what's the hot new kids movie that'll shut you up for like an hour 30 so i can yeah, do some work
1: yeah so it just it just made so much fucking money and yet yeah, this this is so fucking petty this, <laughs> this is so petty
0: it's- it's incredibly petty, and then also, too, it's like, yeah, of course they're mad, though, because this is revealing something that you and I have been talking about basically forever, and that is every movie doesn't need to go to the theaters anymore. Digital distribution is so strong now and so huge. Many movies would probably be better served going directly to on-demand and digital, and in fact, it, it actually offsets more of the fear of piracy than you thought it would.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what the the numbers were on like the invisible man and all that but i have to imagine they did pretty damn well in that because i remember when that got released on digital everyone was fucking talking about it
0: right now uh the ultimate dark slayer is also saying that there was a lot of merchandising tied up in this yeah that makes a lot of sense because usually whenever there's a big kids movie it's like hey get the uh, trolls to popcorn bucket and limited edition drink and etc cetera, etc cetera. and i mean that's that's where movie theaters make all their mm-hmm. money, anyway. They don't. They don't make it on tickets. They make it on concessions and bullshit.
1: Well, see, I saw people as well. Um, because it's it's kind of standard practice here with a lot of our cinemas. But like, I know a lot of cinemas in in the states don't actually serve food. Like, they have popcorn and stuff, but that's really mm. all they have. They don't actually have like food facilities. Where a lot of a lot of it's- cinemas here actually like you can buy a burger and stuff and take it into the cinema and it's it's changing
0: yeah but yeah it's it's definitely changing a lot of the bigger theaters change to try and stay competitive yeah they have to offer food and more you know alcoholic drinks and Mm -hmm. vip things nicer chairs not so much here where i live but as i've said before i live in bumfuck nowhere northern canada (laughs) the roof in our theater has almost caved in several times
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I think maybe they need to like move in that direction a little bit more, and like like uh, we don't have it here, but like people were pointing out like Alamo Draft House, yes, And how that's that's, that's like that a was pub big one. but with a cinema attached to it.
0: They were the one who kind of started this new trend. ...towards nicer, cooler theaters Mm -hmm. that everyone has kind of had to follow suit on, which I'm sure many theaters are pissed off about, because they're like, oh, I gotta get a liquor license now, oh, I have to hire chefs to make, like, you know, decent food and everything, oh, this is gonna really cut into my overhead where I'm not making much money anyway, but again, very petty of AMC, and if you're wondering... You know what? What other film franchises franchises are they going to be missing out on now that they've sworn to show no Universal movies? That means they're gonna miss out on the next Fast and the Furious, the next Jurassic Park, the next James Bond, the next Minions.
1: It's it's very weird. You would have thought, like, like. Troll 2 is the one that, like, broke the camel's back for these people. I know. <laughs> you you would have thought know. they would have waited out, and then it's like, oh, well, we're not going to be able to get Fast and Furious. Well, we're going to bo- boycott the the the, uh, the studios and stuff for not releasing the film to us. And that's, like, another thing. That's, like, kind of, like, trying to hold the, the, the movie studios hostage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's their oh, film. Yeah. If they want to put it out on digital, they, they're in complete, you know... Re- legal rights to do so oh yeah like it's It's, their property it's
0: it's madness it's pure madness and i wonder you know are they gonna have to live by this now or as the chat is saying are they going to eventually be forced to reverse this and be like oh we didn't mean it
1: they probably will because i i I don't think they're they're very well off with this whole coronavirus thing shutting them down i think they're they're pretty close to bankruptcy
0: yeah guys you really don't need any reason to you know cut off your nose to spite your face in this situation and i love it too amc's like we're not gonna do this anymore and then you see like some smaller mom and pop movie uh houses being like yes we we will be supporting amc in the uh boycotting of all universal films and it's like shut up and sit down you small mom and pop (laughs) chain no one wants to hear from you you're in a worse position than these guys you're way closer to closing yep yep it's a hell of a thing this is just this is just as i like to call it the perfect storm of bullshit when money and pride and just you know pissy attitudes all you know congeal together and it's just 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 just, this
1: is it's great it's great (laughs)
0: this is this is schadenfreude there's a there's a new actual web series that i've really gotten into i never watched before which is funny because the dude's from southern ontario It's called Bright Sun Films. I don't know if you've heard of them, Matt. They do, like, a lot of uh, investigation into, like, abandoned buildings. And a lot of the buildings they go to are abandoned chains. And, you know, he did a whole thing on uh, Planet Hollywood, the restaurants. And, like, oh, here's all these uh, businesses that went out of, uh, or that, you know, went under around Disneyland and everything. And uh, it's, it's a really fun series. And all I can think to myself is, like, will this be the future of AMC? Will Urban Explorers be like, whoa, they used to show movies in here man
1: <laughs> I don't think I've seen that, but I have seen something similar where someone was talking. I think it actually might have been about AMC or like a another big cinema chain where they there was like some old theater in in a uh, in a town and it it was like dilapidated and whatnot, and people wanted to buy it to make an independent movie chain but the oh. the government were there was like corrupted by the cinema chains and kept like rezoning and shifting rules so they couldn't buy it and then run a business there until this cinema chain bought it and just sat on it and just didn't do anything with it so there'd be no competition damn you damn you big <laughs> cinema you've done it again big cinema. <laughs> big cinema runs all the small towns in america
0: uh, clearly, it would seem. Again, my small-ass town theater is run by a guy. Well, actually, it was run by a guy. He had a heart attack. I don't know who's running it now, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he was not a healthy dude. You always saw him after the movies. He was, like, 300 pounds. He, I believe he did say to me one time that he did need help putting on his shoes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess he was eating well enough in the theater business. <laughs> But yeah, I would be sad to see my local mom-and-pop theater go out of business, but again, this is a big faceless corporation, fuck them for being petty. Yeah, yeah,
1: over the stupidest Trolls 2, come on.
0: Of all things, Trolls 2 is the one, the movie that changed all of cinema.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) jeez.
0: But not for the reasons you expected, Trolls 2. It was the shot
1: heard around the world.
0: (laughs) Clearly hey i haven't seen trolls 2 but i saw the trailer and they have that great riff from crazy train and i mean really that's all you need just let me listen to the riff from crazy train a couple times yeah, I'm, I'm
1: gonna blame the mcelroys for this because they they had that podcast uh, that was they, they, that, they were doing a podcast a week until they got into trolls 2 and they got yeah, into they trolls 2 and now this happened so it's their fault they-
0: <laughs> they they got in and i was sure to actually listen to the parts that they were in because i actually do really love that show and love their content and again they auto-tuned the shit out of them so you can barely hear their lines yeah oh (laughs) that's that's a shame you can kind of hear griffin mcelroy better when he says you suck because he's i mean it's unmistakable that that's him yeah Matt, what movie franchise, what kids' movie franchise do we need to get into? What Who, who can we bully to get in?
1: <laughs> bully? Do we have that much clout? We don't have that much clout. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know, man. Again, you know, we, we got a fan base. We got at least 22 people <laughs> listening to us right now. If they tell two friends and then they tell two friends, it's like 100 people right there. <laughs> uh, hey, they're making
1: a new Transformers movie. Make us, I don't know, fucking GoBots or something.
0: There you go. We'll be the go bots that get like spanked by Optimus Prime. Yeah, the one no one likes. There you go. We'll be Coptor and Gyro Robo. (laughs) Whatever the fuck they're called, we'll be one of them. Hey, they're trying to do that Hanna-Barbera shared universe. Trying to get that together with that Scoob movie. We could possibly be in one of them. Couldn't we?
1: That'd be cool, though. I hear that that Scoob movie's not very good.
0: That's a shame. You, you could tell they had, l- like, really changing opinions on that movie because it's like, hey, everyone, it's a new Scooby-Doo origin movie in the first trailer. Then in the second trailer, did we say it was that? Because we actually meant that the Blue Falcon is going to be in it and we're trying to start a superhero shared universe thing off the back of it. Oh, oh, why why didn't you tell us the first makes, We
1: didn't know how you would take it. It makes sense. This is WB. They can't ever just do anything slowly. It's all got to be in that fucking first film.
0: It's all a universe. You'll see. <laughs>
1: This worked in live action, didn't it?
0: That's true. Oh, yeah, as-, as Zeke in the chat says, they are doing a new Power Rangers movie. Yeah, can we be the voices of some of the monsters? I can sound like that. We can be the new like Bolton Skull. Yeah. Hey, losers. Oh, no, I fell in some cake. Why does this keep happening? One day I'm going to open a pool bar. You'll see. Also, you'll be a doctor. No, really you took your money and became a doctor off the back of this for real <laughs> really
1: junkie xl is 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 uh composing scoop is he using his his snyder cut uh leftovers to to compose <laughs>
0: Oh, probably. Man, I swear sometimes when you become, like, a big uh, music guy in Hollywood, I'm sure they do just have so much shit, like, in their waste bin. And they're like, hey, Junkie, we need something really quick. Uh, how's this? Ah, it's great, Junkie. You done it again. <laughs> oh, it happens cool. all the time. All the time. Yeah. I I, I did it again. Woo. <laughs> uh but yeah there's there's some amc shit for you, everyone we thought you would have a good laugh at that because i know it it kind of affects us all even though it doesn't affect me and matt because we don't have amcs in our country but still <laughs> doesn't mean that uh, like
1: amc could still have shares in like the company chains that are in our countries so it's possible true. it could we could not see universal films which eh, I, I don't care
0: i think uh galaxy cinema is the big one near me like there's usually like a big galaxy in every town mm-hmm. And like the galaxies have gotten nicer, not around me, because again, northern <laughs> Ontario, not much going on here. But when I went, uh, when I went to Vancouver, I went to a nice galaxy out there. It was for Spider-Man: Far From Home. It's the only time I ever plopped down. Uh, like a decent chunk of change for uh, for VIP tickets, cause I'm like, fuck it, it's coming out. I'm on vacation. I'm gonna see this. Boom. And uh, yeah, I got to go to a nice loft area where they had bar service and food. But I'm an idiot, cause I didn't know how VIP tickets worked, and I didn't know there'd be food. So I snuck in a bag of Cheetos <laughs> in my backpack. <laughs> and I felt like a fucking hobo when they're like, mm, yeah, can we uh, can we get you a drink or something? Would you like some hot food? And I'm like, yeah, nope, I got, yeah, no, it's okay, don't wait till the lights (laughs) go off quietly eat my cheetos i smuggled in (laughs) so yeah that's me joel joel don't know how to be fancy everyone that's my problem (laughs) it's always been my problem me like the fucking beverly hillbillies and i snuck in my own (laughs) cheeto in this garbage that's where you gotta
1: smuggle in like steak dinners and stuff
0: oh yeah but do it in the really poor section right there. Like up front, I'm wearing a tuxedo and a monocle. I lay down a whole silk sheet and everything and start eating my prime rib. Hmm. Yes. Mm, Quite wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, so that was that was a fun thing. At least, at least I did it in another province. <laughs> so my embarrassment will not follow. Your wanted is still
1: ocean. up there, but no one's seeing you because you don't live there. Yeah, this guy snuck in some Cheetos.
0: If you see this man, kill him on sight <laughs> for the high crime of not being fancy enough at the movies. <laughs> uh tar and feather this man in the streets for breaking fancy law. <laughs> The only true law, fancy law. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see now Zeke's got it right there too, saying, Man, I sneak in shit all the time. Egg rolls, haribos, MMs. Haribos are the good shit. They are, except for the sugar-free ones. Don't eat them. I uh, yeah, don't don't eat those. Unless you're trying to give them to an enemy to be like, mm, yes, these are yummy. Oh, you want some of my gummy bears? Here you go. <laughs> Cause I'll have a little diarrhea if it means my enemy will have a lot of diarrhoea. <laughs> That's that's mutually assured diarrhea destruction. I think is what S- that is.
1: S- Sun Tzu wrote about that in the Art of War.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was somewhere near the back there. Yeah, divide your enemies, their chaos is your opportunity. Feed them gummy bears that give them diarrhea, <laughs> oh. and he really lost the plot near the end, didn't he? See, <laughs> uh, so you know, uh, Haribos are the best gummy bear because, like, sometimes when you're eating regular ass gummy bears, you're like, mm, I don't want the greens or the yellows, but with Haribos, they're all good. They are that's how you know they're good uh now speaking of movie studios and we were uh we we were deriding warner brothers there where how they try too much at once but you know there's another studio out there mad in the superhero movie game and they have another problem and that is they can't name anything worth shit
1: no they, they they can only name things in corporate speak
0: Yes, and of course, that is Sony, who this week, out of the blue, has finally named their arm of the Marvel comic-making universe, which is really only the Spider-Man and adjacent universe, so, you know, they couldn't do the obvious thing and call it the Spider-Verse or the Venom-Verse or, you know, anything that makes sense. What what did they call their uh, new endeavor, Matt? What have they decided to call their universe? I
1: can't remember, but I know the acronym is, like, S.U.C.K. or Spunk or something. It's-
0: it's 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 spunk is what it is with, with a c instead the, the of the m K, is silent I think the the sony pictures uh, something marvel did but yes the the acronym is spunk is what it is
1: yeah sony pictures God, universe God. of marvel characters
0: there you go spunk, which <laughs> sounds very close to spum co from those old ren and stimpy cartoons where that was the joke is that we're saying come in a children's cartoon hmm <laughs> But with Sony, there is no joke that their thing sounds very close to come. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, this was absolutely done like 100% serious face on, I don't know, Aviarad or whoever's in fucking charge of that shit show over there. Yeah, what?
0: Again, and this comes only a couple weeks, too, after Let There Be Carnage. Oh, yeah, we never so talked about that, eh? Hey. <laughs> we didn't, because it was so dumb, I didn't think it was real, and then I found out that it was very real. Yeah,
1: very couldn't call it you know <laughs> maximum carnage or just carnage no. you know had to be yeah you know that really shitty to- what is with why why can't do, do, do they not have like a title like office that's like no responsible no. for like coming up with like subtitles and stuff did they all get laid off with the coronavirus pandemic
0: it is like who is naming this shit like seriously do you not have focus groups for this who who let this go out did you not show this to a single regular person who would have laughed this out of here and
1: i said before it's very corporate speak and that's the thing it sounds like something that like you'd find in like a lawyer's letter like like a legal document
0: yeah like this is what we have
1: to legally call it
0: Yes, li- legally, to not uh, get yourself in trouble, you need to have uh, Let There Be Carnage in there. Which, again, as far as bad subtitles go, that might be one of the worst subtitles ever, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's absolutely awful.
0: The I expect only one nothing that less might...
1: from, from fucking <laughs> Venom
0: i know it's like venom i already have like sub-zero expectations for you and yet somehow you managed to underperform even for my low self uh, you know my low expectations seriously <laughs> <laughs> uh, let there be carnage again what was your first pick what was the one you threw away venom 2 carnage is in this one <laughs> venom 2 carnage coming
1: <laughs> yeah just carnage and venom maybe yeah.
0: yeah venom 2 carnage venom and carnage seriously
1: what the comics have all these subtitles regarding carnage maximum carnage just carnage absolute carnage all this sort of stuff carnage usa Mm. choose any of them any of them are so much better
0: the worst part too is like isn't this isn't like lord and miller supposed to be working on this aren't they supposed to be like the new heads overseeing this universe isn't andy circus supposed to be directing i thought it was going to get better guys i thought it was See, gonna get better i i we all
1: thought that but i i have a feeling that was all just like just again a little bit of like good news for a little yeah. bit there just like oh no these guys are in charge yeah totally yeah, we won't listen to them, but they're in charge. Mm.
0: Now, now here's the thing, and I will throw this out in the universe in hopes that if I throw it out in the universe, this will be true. And again, everyone mark this on your calendar. Uh, what is it? Sunday uh, the 3rd at 10.31 uh, p.m. <laughs> Maybe they're calling it Let There Be Carnage. Because it's a bad title, because Venom 1 was a bad movie, and maybe because this is Lord and Miller who are masters of meta storytelling and parody and everything else. Maybe this is going to be a giant parody. Maybe they're actually going to like producers this and try and make the worst superhero movie they actually this is can, their starting door, with the title.
1: This is their back door to 23 Jump Street.
0: Ah, yes, you see, because in the post-credit, Channing Tatum shows up, and it's like, look, Eddie Brock, we need you for the Jump Street initiative. (laughs) That's where it's all headed. This is all roads lead to. And again, if you think that's stupid that they would use a Spider-Man movie for a 21 Jump Street movie, remember when they were talking about doing a Men in Black 21 Jump Street crossover? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. It could happen
0: and so this, this is, is and this
1: is sony yeah so like they're, they're full of bad decisions
0: they wanted to make an aunt may movie they were floating that around they were going to make a black cat silver sable movie <laughs> there's there's no idea too stupid for sony no not at all so again don't don't be shocked if it happens <laughs> but yeah so there's the spunk universe everybody <laughs> get ready for it Sony's going to be spunking all over the place. You won't even be (laughs) able to handle it. In fact, hey, here's your new thing right now, everyone. You can put this on a poster. Grab a towel because it's spunk time. (laughs) In fact, you might need two. lay down a tarp because Spider-Man's here to spunk all over the place. why couldn't you just call it the spider verse it's in you already made one good movie called spider I, I
1: wonder if maybe it was like they wanted to but for legal reasons they like couldn't mm. like like we can't because it's it's tied to like into the spider verse and everything and that movie technically yeah. isn't canon with any of these films cause it's animated and whatnot
0: yeah yeah what they like shot themselves
1: in the foot by doing that
0: <laughs> like we, Clearly.
1: We, we can't sue ourselves <laughs>
0: yeah i know what 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 do you actually think the uh the sequel subtitle for into the spider verse two is gonna be if anything
1: more spider-men are in this
0: (laughs) yeah extra spiders more spiders now with additional spiders (laughs) into the spider verse two out of the spider verse that's a terrible title
1: (laughs) so they'll use that then
0: absolutely yeah uh, again in the comments section everyone what's the worst subtitle they could do for what was admittedly the best movie they've done <laughs> into the spider-verse 2 electric boogaloo yes we're not doing it ironically anymore <laughs> we're actually bringing it back because electro will be the villain so it's electro boogaloo oh
1: they're doing electro again
0: there you go we're bringing him they they actually kind of fucking did that in the spider-verse comic when it was a standalone series literally the first arc was like electroverse and they met a bunch of electros from other universes (laughs) oh jesus i wish i was i wish i was making that up and you wonder why i'm like yeah i don't need to read this book anymore (laughs) yeah spider-verse 2 we promised the weird japanese spider-man is here
1: (laughs) yeah oh yeah that's right they did promise that (laughs)
0: uh spider verse 2 inherited agreed that's a bad title and also one that will make people scratch their heads and if you don't know the comics you'll be like what
1: (laughs) here we go they just call it spider verse but they get rid of the hyphen
0: Oh okay. Okay, you win, Matt. Yep, that's the worst one. That's the worst one right there. Oh uh, I want them
1: to do that now just because of like the the salt that would create. The the amount of people that just go off when you forget that hyphen.
0: People people will be flipping tables and setting cars on fire. <laughs> There'll
1: be massive in the it. streets cats and dogs, dogs living together, living
0: together. <laughs> yep you you said it that'll that'll be the one yeah spider-man spider-verse no hyphens for either word <laughs> <laughs> oh just reading it makes me angry in no, ways i didn't know i could be no
1: colon either it's just spider-man spider-verse
0: it's <laughs> spider-man spider-verse it's one word you gotta say it really quick <laughs> spider-man spider-verse love it god damn it <laughs> Or, 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 like, what's the thing, too? Like, it's not Fast and Furious anymore. We drop the the into it. <laughs> so it's just Spider-Verse, and then by the third one, it's just verse. We just keep cutting stuff off the title. <laughs> that was a weird thing for a little bit, where they just cut the titles off stuff. Yeah. We don't see it as much anymore, but it was popular for a minute. <laughs> uh all right moving on to some tv news here uh jeff johns is now apparently officially attached to the hbo go green lantern show that they're going to be doing and
1: that means it will be great and it also means that the snyder cup fans won't be watching this show
0: no no they're gonna be they're gonna be flipping their shit for some reason because they've apparently decided that jeff johns is the most evil person ever yep. even though if you look at his history with all the warner brothers movies he's a man who kept coming with good ideas that they never listened to and never gave any yeah. power to
1: yeah yeah no, i don't listen to the guy who wrote some of the most you know seminal character you know books in the last you know mm. 10 20 years
0: No, don't listen to a man who made a living writing comic books or anything. Mm -hmm. A man who, you know, ran the company that is DC Comics for a bit for what is... Well, not arguably. It was their best era in a decade. Yeah, absolutely. No, don't listen to that man. Don't listen to the man who has probably one of the biggest footprints in Green Lantern ever.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy understands Green Lantern.
0: Man, if you told me all those years ago hey this green lantern movie is terrible but like a decade from now jeff johns greg berlanti the same guy are gonna come back do it again on hbo and you're gonna be super excited for it <laughs>
1: hey it's it could happen it, it it does sound like a pretty interesting show because it sounds like it's gonna be like anthology based we're yes, like, it should be, where like it'll be like a green group lanterns. of of lanterns that each get like an episode or two
0: Also, too, as we've seen from Doom Patrol, as we've seen from, like, even the other stuff they're doing, like Stargirl and everything on CW, you can do a good superhero show for not much money, and if they get the space stuff right, you're basically just doing Star Trek with superheroes.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely possible, especially thanks to all the the, uh, advancements in technology you see in TV shows these days.
0: Yeah, yeah winford has a great one in the chat too saying jeff john's gl love was so huge he was one of the people that they didn't actually change in the new 52 yeah, yeah you're right that's
1: like the that was like the only book that had like carryover
0: yep well that and batman but yeah. just a little bit yeah because they always sold so they can do whatever the fuck they want yeah and you know what? It, w- it wasn't even main batman it was grant morrison batman it was grant morrison batman and greenland okay we're restarting everything from zero no not you jeff not you grant you guys can do whatever you want <laughs> that's cool please don't stop never stop <laughs> there you go zeke but says yeah, this... they
1: should make green lantern just star trek svu
0: <laughs> Ooh, I... every week hal jordan has to go to a new planet to solve a sex crime <laughs> ripped from the headlines
1: yeah, stop alien rapists
0: <laughs> ah yes bolfunga yes uh, he installed a button in his bounty hunter office that would close the door behind him <laughs> Hmm,
1: he's putting cameras in the toilets <laughs>
0: Ah uh, yes, yeah, Zox. Uh, what is it there? He was trafficking more green women. I mean, he didn't kill himself in that spider prison. <laughs> you you joke, but these are all plot lines from SVU this season. I'm not I'm not making any of this up. I very much love SVU and watch it all the time. But yeah, no this this sounds great. Justice League Dark sounds great. I think they're making the right type of shows for this app that you know there's something that either a we haven't seen before or b something that needs a second uh take at it
1: yeah i, I do do find it very very funny that the none of these shows the, these dc shows are on the actual dc app
0: yeah boy did that change quickly and uh who boy that's uh that's actually a nice bit of a segue there because uh it was also announced this week that the uh harley quinn show that uh, we've been enjoying a whole lot on the DC Universe app. Yeah, it's not staying on the DC Universe app. They're going to be airing season one on Sci Fi. Yeah, yeah. The,
1: the 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 app doesn't have anything going for it now because, I mean, you don't need the app to watch Stargirl. You could just wait a day and it'll be on mm-hmm. CW. Uh, yep. You've probably already watched, you know, Swamp Thing was cancelled, so you've probably watched that. Yep. Doom Patrol's finished for now. That's. You probably watched all that titans you don't want to watch um no because it's
0: bad young <laughs> justice you're gonna have to wait a bit for the next season yeah,
1: so like why why would you want why would you want that app because it's basically it's just a glorified marvel unlimited
0: is really all it is now i mean yeah you could go back and watch all the old cartoons and movies but you can get those other where for a better price
1: yeah and and uh, some of them as well if they're old enough they're actually just on youtube
0: yeah, also that. It's uh, it's a hell of a thing. Man, it's like every time DC Universe had something good going for it, like, ooh, Doom Patrol is pretty masterful. Ooh, this Harley Quinn show is really damn funny and really cool and everything. Mm, too good for you, DC Universe app. We're just going to take those and put them somewhere people can actually watch. It was too
1: much of a niche app. That's why there's no, like, like dedicated Marvel app where all, like, the Marvel yeah. TV shows and stuff are. It's too niche.
0: Yeah yeah again you can get that in the disney app yeah yeah it's a heck of a thing Uh, as the chat also mentions and no they haven't answered this yet how are they going to deal with the swearing because they drop a lot of hard f and c bombs and everything else in that show i wonder how they're going to deal with that Uh,
1: yeah i i could see them maybe centering it though they'll probably put it in like a time slot where they don't have to
0: like literally this is the perfect midnight show like watch the harley show at midnight Yeah. yeah Yeah, that's definitely what I would do for it. And uh, yes, Space Lord, Doom Patrol Season 2 is going to HBO Max. It's going to be on both, but seriously, if you have the choice between the DC Universe app and HBO Go, you're probably going to get that one. Yeah,
1: just get HBO Go. It's more selection of stuff.
0: Yeah. It's a hell of a thing, man. I remember I was so, like, kind of salty and pissed off because, like, every other comic book YouTuber of my size got, like, a like free, uh, what is it, like, a free look at the DC Universe <laughs> app and everything. And they're like, no, not you, Canada. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, same, get, with, get out.
1: same here with Australia. And I'm like, well, fine, then. I'll just have to go to other places to get it. And I do anyway because, like the way the fucking like rights and stuff go you need like five different streaming services to like watch Mm -hmm. everything like titans is on netflix and then if i want swamp thing i need to go over to this other one called foxtel go and then if i want doom patrol i need one other one it makes no fucking Mm -hmm. sense
0: nope it really doesn't the worst parts of cable are back again they really are yeah they really 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 are uh did they did they curse a lot in Krypton? I never actually watched that far in Krypton.
1: I, I think there was a couple. I can't. Uh-huh. I, I need to go back and watch that show. That show was so fucking good. Fuck sci-fi for yeah. canceling that.
0: Yeah, really. But now they're getting this show. <laughs> oh, Crusader Con saying they bleep Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's right. Because Rick and Morty, when they air it, they bleep some of the harder swear words. But then when you buy the DVD, you get it uncut. Yeah. It's true, Jaden, DC Universe app does hate Canada and Australia, but that's fine. Canada and Australia will probably outlive that app. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. I mean, yeah, now that all their good shows are going elsewhere, this this show's basically dead in the water, right? As a consumer advocate, I'm here to tell you, you really have no reason to have that app. You can get a better deal by getting these shows elsewhere.
1: Yeah, if... If you haven't already seen these shows, you'll see them elsewhere. The the shows they offer, like the older stuff, you've probably already seen. Maybe even like me own them already on like yep. DVD or Blu-ray. Same with the comics. You probably have them digitally anyway or like us physically. <laughs> yup,
0: yup, 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 yup. Yeah. Yep. Again, they, they,
1: they had the perfect opportunity with these DC digital first uh, comics. Put them on the app. Uh, the animated films, you could have, because uh, they end up getting digitally released first before physical anyway, anyway so just premiere them on that. You know, had well, all we've these chances. they have already made deals
0: with other people.
1: <sighs> they had no foresight
0: at all. No, nope, not a- We wanted an app, we didn't know how much work would go into building an app.
1: Oh, you could definitely tell they, they didn't think it through at all. <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll just no, make not. this in, you know, fucking website generator or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, well, I mean, you know, at least HBO Max looks kind of cool now. I hate the idea of having to get another app, but if it means I could watch shows like that, I I would be interested.
1: I'm going to be intrigued to see. I'm sure we talked about it, but I honestly can't remember if it's getting released, like, in Australia. I'm sure it's getting released in Canada. Um, The uh, HBO Go, Go stuff, I'm not sure whether that's actually coming out
0: here oh yeah that's right Friggin' australia again always getting fucked over Uh, it'll be on
1: one of our other streaming services that you gotta pay if you get a package for one of the cable
0: packages Mm. or something for all the worst parts of cable are back oh man speaking of harley have you been keeping up with the show or if nothing else did you see the clip that was making the rounds from this week's episode i did see that clip yes Man, just mm, perfection. Perfection personified.
1: (laughs) It's great. It's absolutely fantastic. And just the comments that were coming out out of that were just, oh, the
0: salt. It's, it's, it's the people who were mad who you knew were going to be mad because the show completely got their number and what they're all about, and they hated being you know recognized like that, but then you got the people who were too dumb to realize they were being made fun of <laughs> yep. and that's the really fun ones, oh my god,
1: oh uh, that, that was
0: fantastic, they were great for people who don't know what we're talking about literally this week of the Harley Quinn show, the whole joke was is that this is actually the first Harley Quinnless episode of the show and because of that two nerds uh you know the, the shitty nerds you know the ones who you hate sharing your fandom with one's wearing a shirt that says you know release the snyder cut and another one is wearing a shirt that says the last jedi isn't canon and it's them pissing and moaning about harley and women being in their fandom and how they should smile more and da, 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 da. and how you know they they complain about harley quinn but it's very clear they've watched every single episode <laughs> Yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah, and 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 the joke the joke is obviously Harley isn't in this episode, and one of them's complaining, "Oh, what's this episode about? Harley and yeah. Poison Ivy, you know, go do stuff." And the episode is about Batman waking up from coma. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah what i i love that i love uh what is it again people who didn't get the joke and that they were making that they were being made fun of that they saw the clip and it's like oh this show agrees with us no it doesn't no <laughs> the show this show is saying you're shitty but my absolute favorite one is you get like uh what is it like hardcore like you know uh what is it last Jedi haters being like, yeah, but at least we're not as bad as the Snyder cut people. That's what they're saying here. No, they're saying you're equally as bad as each other is what they're saying. (laughs) How could you get that from that? It's like, well, the Maurice LaMarche character was nicer. I'm like, yeah, but he's friends with the other dude and co-signing his bullshit. (laughs) Like, literally, I, I read someone trying to make that big thing where it's like, yeah, well, the Star Wars Last Jedi haters aren't so bad. I'm like, uh, need we go through the list of people who quit acting and quit going to conventions because Star Wars fans yeah. were shows shitty? Do do we need to remember that George Lucas sold it in the first place because you weirdos had expectations that were too high for him? <laughs> let's, let's not make this a contest. Let's just say uh, both fandoms have shitty people in it and move on. <laughs> But yeah, that uh, show's funny, show's great, Harley is wonderful, and what makes that even better is that they did season two and season one back-to-back, which means that joke was always going to be in there, and that joke wasn't a reaction to anything.
1: No, no, that that was just, they were probably, just at, when they were making that the show, it was probably around the time Last Jedi was coming out, or just after that, so yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they they knew they wanted to make that joke, and I love that that was always there. Because again, it's funny. I-, I noticed when the show started, you know, I saw guys like that in the comment section saying basically the same shit. It was like, "Uh, oh, Harley couldn't beat these people. Oh, Harley should smile more." Da da You know, I'm gonna torrent some hentai. Da da da. But it's funny, those people slowly got started getting quiet and quieter, and I didn't hear from them as much, and I'm like, oh, did they begrudgingly accept the show as good and start watching it, or have they moved on to, I don't know, fucking kicking puppies, I don't know. <laughs> but it's so funny, in the back of my mind, I'm like, did, did those people start liking the show, start watching it, only for the show to actually roast the shit out of them? If so, I think that's the greatest punk of all time. <laughs>
1: I guarantee you, they probably did start like actually watching the show and listening to like what was being said and everything, being like, "Hey, this is actually pretty well written and really good."
0: <laughs> yeah, we we got you to like the show only for us to flip you off and tell you how much you suck. <laughs> and you know what? I I hope that's a wake up call for some of those shitty it's, fans. It I hope won't be. Realize, it won't be. No, at obviously <laughs> not. In, again, in the fantasy world of television, that would be the wake-up call. In real life, that will only serve to you know further harden them. And, and again, to, to quote comic book guy, I was I was online within minutes. Uh, what is it? Registering my disgust throughout the net. <laughs> I'll have you know. I I, I I like I did the I'm adjusting glasses. I don't have even a my co-host has glasses, and B I need glasses that I haven't gotten yet. <laughs> That's, that's one of the things I couldn't do for coronavirus. I actually got all set up with like a freaking eyeglasses uh, prescription then never got to go out and get them. <laughs> yeah, and that's some bullshit. <laughs> uh, never, Never did I think, man, I hope the world goes back to normal so I can get glasses. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, All right, so there's your Harley Quinn news. That was pretty good. Uh, I guess with the latter half of the show here, Matt and I can just catch up on some old business. Uh, We've been reading all those uh, DC digital comics they've been putting out. You've read more than me, Matt, but uh, all the ones I've read, I've quite enjoyed. They've been pretty cool.
1: They have been, yeah. I've been reading all of them except for... Because they're released one one day a week, uh, Mm -hmm. one comic a week. Um, I haven't read the Teen Titans Go and the DC Supergirls kit ones for kids basically I've, they're I've, not for us haven't yet. read any of them because they're not in my wheelhouse but yeah they've all been pretty damn great
0: yeah they really have been uh i know you and i have been keeping up with the superman one from robert vendetti and holy shit you know I-, I gave up on his justice league fairly early but man the dude can write a fucking superman story He can
1: he it, it's so fucking good to have a superman that's a it's kind of low-key and it's he's not Very. he's not fighting roguel czar or roger zerg no, no ruins of krypton and all that sort of bullshit he's just fighting like he, he lesser known rogues gallery members basically uh, yeah
0: he has a great uh battle with the parasite they make him a scary foe again and also make the comic weirdly timely too because you know like there's a big blackout in metropolis and he's like no you need to help each other and you know if you turn on each other then we're all dead already yeah
1: stay inside you know isolation yeah, for inside. two weeks
0: literally and i'm like thanks superman boy i bet this <laughs> wasn't topical when vendetti wrote this but it hits me like a ton of bricks now yeah you can
1: see why they put that out as like the first one
0: very very much so and then the next one they brought back the gambler this golden age villain from the 40s and did a whole story with him yeah
1: and what was really cool about both of these stories is there was like a chance for clark kent as the reporter Mm. to get a a a bit and especially in that second issue where it was mainly like clark researching this story and i love the part where he finds out that him as superman is being used as sort of like a gambling mechanic in a way yeah, they're betting on him yeah i i like that and just end to like you know to to calm his frustrations he he hits the pop he, he hits the Yeah, setup. i love
0: that. <laughs> that that's adorable i love that lois is such a huge factor in that thing the only way that it could warm my heart more is if they worked uh what is it, Superboy in there somewhere? I don't think they will. I think that was probably one of the things. Like you can have all these characters, but you can't. Well, have I think Boy. they're
1: pretty much out of canon. These two, I think they're yeah. just because they're like they... just little stories in the Walmart books, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to upset any apple carts or anything. But yeah, they're, they're really cool. Again, that Gambler story, the bit that I loved is, you know, the woman who the Gambler has been manipulating to, like, burn down buildings to, you know, square her debt. She's so scared she won't even talk to Superman because it's like, oh, you know, the Gambler, uh, he's got people all over the police force and everything, and Superman's like, okay, I think I know who you should talk to. And then he comes in as Clark Kent to talk to her. I'm like, oh, that's so cool that Kent could be a hero too. Yeah, yeah, it's,
1: again, paying off that thing where he uses – He's got all those superpowers, you know, flight and all that stuff, but sometimes his best superpower is his journalistic... Uh, investigation skills and stuff like that, and and also the, the 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 best. There's like a running joke between these two issues, and I'm sure it will continue where Clark is always losing his suits because when he changes, yep. he just dumps the suits. And I, I love Lois like through the first issue and the second issue, uh, Lois is always ragging on him of like losing suits. Like you gave the, your suit to that homeless man, and then you gave him twenty bucks. <laughs>
0: my last 20 bucks (laughs) that that was a great moment too because it's like you know it was all about like you know uh wealth disparity and poverty in uh metropolis Mm -hmm. and people gambling their money away i like vendetti goes there where it's like yeah superman and lois aren't rich guys they work in the newspaper industry in 2020 they're just getting (laughs) by too yeah and i'm like wow i never thought of that i want that story i want the superman with money troubles thing like i need superman to like scrape his pennies and be a real saver i
1: want them to bring back as well cuz like we've seen like their apartment and stuff and it's like oh how do you afford this in like metropolis stuff i want to bring back there yeah. was a thing i don't know whether it's canon anymore but like um they got the they got the apartment they were in because bruce wayne owns the building and he gave mm. he like gave it to them as like a wedding present
0: yeah 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 be like a rent controlled building or something yeah. yeah i i i want superman with money troubles i want <laughs> superman to be like hey you've been you've been having lunch at the justice league hq like every week this week what's up with that man <laughs> you know <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ, man! Are you are you hungry? <laughs> do you do, do you need something, man? Like you're you're Superman? Are you are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm fine, man. You know it's just hard holding down a job and everything, and putting a sun through school and saving the world. It's like no, no, I I, I get it, man. Do you do, do you need a loan? But like not from Batman, who can afford it. It's like you know the Flash. Do you do you need a loan, man? I put I put some money away from when my parents died. Do you do you like need a loan? <laughs> i i guess that's probably how they could spin it now in the new 52 though they can't anymore because they changed it but i guess with clark being an orphan maybe if he got like a good life insurance policy from ma and pa and if he was able to like you know uh, roll that into some good investments Mm -hmm. super investments (laughs) superman i peered into yeah there you go i peered into the future and saw what stocks were gonna do good (laughs) i i went out in space and asked some aliens hey what should i put my money into and they're like buy gold superman's like okay i will thanks aliens (laughs) (laughs) that's all he does he just shouts into space what should i put my money on soybean futures okay
1: he gets martian manhunter to like look at the stocks and like (laughs) use his powers to like manipulate them
0: Hey John, let's go uh let's go to Wall Street. Why? No reason. Hey, what's uh what's uh, what's doing good there, buddy? What's doing good? Uh Oreos, put all your money in Oreos, okay. All his stock advice is just cookie based stock, put it in milk, put it in American dairy. I I'm recognizing a theme here, John. It's all milk and cookie based. As Luis is saying the Kents were farmers, man. They probably didn't have very good insurance. Yeah, probably not. No, nah. No, but again, you know, that's that's two dead parents for the price of one. You know, you put that in a good mutual fund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ask Booster Gold for stock tips. Hey Booster, who should I bet in this next upcoming sports game? Come on, don't don't dick me around, Booster. <laughs> Tell me the truth, or so help me God I will be coming back. <laughs> The Batman one was pretty fun too. Uh, the first one was like some reprints. The second one was actually a Clayface-centric story, which would have actually been a really cool mystery if they did not spoil uh, the Clayface's involvement on the cover. Yeah,
1: I, I thought that too. I still really liked like the book. I enjoyed that Michael Same. Gray uh, knew, knew well enough to like make Clayface kind of like this anti-hero, kind of sympathetic mm. guy. He not, He's not just... Because yeah. the, the book is set out like, it's like, oh clayface like now just like gone back to a villain he's just straight up fucking murdering people and framing like movie stars and stuff Mm. and then you find out like oh no this guy was like like a sex weirdo and there was like a hollywood producer who was also a sex weirdo
0: Yeah, he, uh, he did it for a good reason and everything and also did it to protect a piece of Gotham history that the man was going to tear down and build, uh, what is it, a parking lot on. And even, too, the way Clayface gets out of it is he basically does his own version of the prestige. He does his own Batman talking to Gordon to escape. Yeah,
1: I fucking love that he got, got out of that, but it was a good callback to him, like, him as that cop witnessing Batman escape. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, also... Yeah that he got one over on batman and that probably didn't sit well with batman so he went and probably like beat the shit out of like a purse snatcher or something
0: yeah (laughs) yeah well it's funny because like batman it's like he's almost like he's he's almost proud for a second Mm -hmm. but it's like smart motherfucker he knew there was he's an actor i bought his performance there was a trap door here uh, he he planned it all holy shit i'm almost proud of him and then he does that famous quote you know every villain is a hero in their own story who wrote that quote probably some villain <laughs> <laughs> which i'm like was that a joke Batman? man i dare say that was that was like half a joke
1: <laughs> i like to think like he thought of that in his head and he's just like started chuckling to himself and like the cops around him are like what the fuck is this guy doing <laughs> These crazy donuts that's
0: that, that was a way home where batman was driving back to the cave and he thought of that like oh shit i better tell alfred that later <laughs> oh fuck that was clever <laughs> i'm usually never that quick on the drop, yeah. but that was some good shit Maybe i'll
1: call jim gordon and could tell him it quickly <laughs>
0: <laughs> batman's journal oh no wait i'm not the punisher who keeps a war journal <laughs> that's that's just where frank keeps all his good zingers that he had had a great joke today didn't say it before i shot the guy better write it down here (laughs) Uh, uh. but yeah so that was a fun one uh oh i read the flash one today which man why haven't i been reading the flash one sooner because friggin Gail simone is writing
1: it yeah i i would have thought that would have been like your first pick yeah that would think really damn good ones did you read the first one
0: no, I read the second one today, but I know the first one had King Shark in it because Gail Simone fucking loves King Shark. Yeah,
1: th- this is this is absolutely not in continuity because this is like a early in his career flash. Mm. Um, so in the first one, he goes on like his first like kind of date with, with Iris. They go on like a two day like cruise down the eastern seaboard mm. and um, King Shark attacks and... Um, Flash doesn't can't really do anything because there's water. If he gets pulled underwater, there's no friction or anything. It's actually really smart. He where? he ends up running on King Shark to gain momentum to get out of it. <laughs> but he finds out that like King Shark is only attacking the boat because the boat used to like dump its um, waste and shit in where he lived mm-hmm. in international waters because it was cheaper to take the fine than get rid of it
0: those damn cruise companies which we now know because of all the op-ed pieces are actually pretty fucking evil and bad
1: <laughs> yeah so again a very null a very timely timely issue and then yeah this, very much so this second one kind of follows on with that where we have The big villain, which is Shift from the future, but also like a Barry Allen villain, which is like shifty carnival workers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I love that there. It's like, and who's really to blame carnival workers and their no safety? that's who you can blame it it was fun to see barry like actually solve a mystery in that one and the cops think he's crazy because the conclusion he comes to sounds stupid but it's true <laughs> yeah
1: i was with that cop for a little bit it's like that sounds stupid no way these kids were killed by a roller coaster here but he's like got all this all this evidence that shows that they absolutely were
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> Man, how come a Barry Allen in the comics hasn't become like a true crime podcaster? If he ever gets <laughs> kicked off the force, he he would do really good with that, I think. That he
1: should do that like once he loses his powers. Like, well, I can't yeah, really and be, he's here. Super I'll be a true f- true crime podcaster.
0: I mean, he's super fast too, so he could hammer out like a whole season's worth of making a murderer <laughs> in like a week. <laughs> that's what he does now that's how he makes money like man my ad revenue is really rolling in hey i'm barry allen i used to work for the ccpd as a csi now follow me along and hear my stories. and that's when the flash came in and he was very sexy and attractive and he helped save everyone i'm not the flash though everybody in case you're wondering friggin you know, oh what is it captain cold is a huge fan of this podcast ah, i hate cops but i love this podcast hey i think barry allen might be the flash yeah,
1: and now a word from our sponsor raid shadow legends
0: <laughs> raycons yeah you know i'm barry allen and when i'm out running around i only listen to raycons yeah, but i don't run fast because i'm not the flash <laughs> no definitely not could never be me <laughs> yeah man everything is either raid shadow legends now or raycons you're absolutely right
1: yeah but you yeah, know that second issue was good and it seems to be like the first of like a part of like a story yes. with like barry going to the future to fight uh reverse flash for the first time
0: Yeah, because they make it sound like A, he's never heard of Iabard Thon before, and he has never, like, he's surprised at the concept of time travel, where Mm -hmm. you're like, really?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's definitely a signal that this is a very out of continuity book or a very early flash.
0: Again, these were supposed to be these Walmart comics they were supposed to pick up and uh be able to read even if you had no knowledge of the Flash and it would be put together with like several other Flash stories. Uh what's really funny too uh, about that is they're like, "Oh yeah, in the future there's this mad genius who learns about the Flash through a comic book and it, you know, pushes him to experiment with the speed force and kill a bunch of people." Literally the comic he's reading is the Walmart comic that this story came in originally. Yeah,
1: it wasn't the speed force that made him crazy. It was Going to a Walmart that made him crazy. And having,
0: Ibarthon was just a normal good dirt dude, but then he had to dig through all the Yu-Gi-Oh cards to find the flash book <laughs> he really wanted. And by the end, he was evil. <laughs> oh, uh, the chat too got another one. I forgot. Yes, honey, that's right. Uh, everything yeah. else is also sponsored by Honey. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess Honey must have gotten a good investor because I remember when Honey was like kind of like a lesser known thing. And I'm like, oh, this might be fun for me because I buy a lot of things online. Maybe I should try it out. Then a couple of years later, all these YouTubers I knew were shilling for Honey. And I'm like, oh, clearly they got some new capital if they could afford yeah. this.
1: I actually used Honey today, actually, to like oh. buy a subscription to VMO so I could upload a
0: video. Nice. Hey, fucking Honey, sponsor us. What the <laughs> hell, man? We're as good as all these other shows, aren't we?
1: Yeah, oh, apparently look if, yeah.
0: look if you're out there and listen if you work for honey man come on <laughs> kt saying hey don't trash walmart they signed my checks hey man walmart does a lot wrong but i love being able to buy batteries gummy worms and tube socks all in the same place as well as a replacement <laughs> mic card
1: thi- and the, th- the funny thing is that all of those things are the same things at walmart
0: yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> man they were supposed to build a walmart in my town for like five years and like it was just the most cursed endeavor ever (laughs) they couldn't get the land zoning right then they couldn't get the sewage right so they basically just had mounds of dirt sitting like a block from my house for like ever and it's still just sitting there completely empty barren land they've done nothing with i think they're gonna turn it into condos maybe i don't know (laughs) the
1: walmart condos
0: the Walmart condos, which, again, I was super on board with that because I'm like, fuck, yeah, Walmart going to get me some good-ass deals on electronics and everything else when I need it. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, that's also going to kill Main Street and all the normal stores I go to. But, hey, I can sell my uh, house then for like uh, for some good money then or my condo because at least it will be by the Walmart. It will be Walmart-adjacent.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. I remember I watched a documentary. I can't remember who, who did it, but it was about, like, the, the... – The guy who made walmart and like the hometown he lived in and where the fort first walmart was and how it like like almost to like a level of criminal like activity like ran all of the like other smaller businesses out of town
0: oh yeah oh yeah yeah i i believe i saw the same one it's the walton family Mm -hmm. and oh yeah the way they do things it's quite devious they show up undersell everyone else on main street kill all the mom and pop businesses which means if those people want to work and make money they have to go and work at the walmart that destroyed their businesses Mm -hmm.
1: yep for for less money which
0: means (laughs) for less money for less money and no benefits or very few benefits because walmart is one of those companies where it's like hey we'll keep you working just long enough so we don't have to give you benefits yep they're famous for that one. We love hiring young kids and old people and, you know, like the mentally disabled because, you know, we can shit on them all the time and they won't say anything about it. Yeah,
1: and they probably get kickbacks as well for hiring them.
0: Oh. Oh, with, without a doubt. De- oh, they uh, they take out uh, life insurance policies on you. If you work for Walmart, there's a good chance they have a life insurance policy on you you don't know about.
1: <laughs> so if you die in a, a horrible car wreck in the, in the Walmart car park.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. They, uh, they will make some money off you. In fact, do you know what they call those policies? Those life insurance policies they take out of you on Walmart? They have a special name. Oh, really? What are they? Uh, try and guess. What's the most like heartless thing you could think that they could call it?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar with Walmart all that much.
0: Uh, they call them dead peasant policies. <laughs> Jesus Christ that's an internal thing at the walmart brass they call it that the dead peasant policy holy fuck (laughs) that is some super villain shit like dr doom would call one of his doomsday weapons that and be like nah man too much
1: oh yeah yeah he wouldn't even do that
0: dr doom and the kingpin are like whoa we're not monsters now (laughs) even we don't take out life insurance policies on our henchmen although maybe we should (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so those digital comics are good. You, uh, you read some ones I didn't, because uh, I only read those three. Yeah,
1: I read, I read the, um, uh, Wonder Woman one, Agent of Peace, which, I, again, I'm, I'm really shocked that you're not reading because it's by Jimmy Palmiati and it's, Amanda Connor.
0: Here's the thing you know, they really fucked me up because I was waiting for them to be collected once the Walmart runs were done, and now they're putting them out on digital, and now I'm actually having a hard time keeping up. But yeah, tell me all about it. Yeah,
1: um, so. There's been two issues of this so far, and uh, so far it seems to be Wonder Woman teaming up with another female hero or female character from the DC Universe. And the first one being uh, Harley Quinn teams with her to save Harley wow. Quinn's Coney Island residence from like an evil real estate mogul who's hired assassins to kill her so he can swoop in and take the, the property for real cheap
0: and because Audi and connor wrote that book too <laughs>
1: uh the second one is about wonder woman rescuing lois lane from a himalayan like snow monster that that has been created just to feed on humans
0: oh yeah it's very very so very very dark <laughs> i like it
1: yeah they're both really really cool uh wonder woman stories and kind of lives up to that name agent of peace because throughout both issues she's trying to dissolve uh, situations without using violence or uh, mm. resorting to like using her powers or anything just trying to talk things out but never really kind of works out that way
0: <laughs> mm, at least she tries yeah the subtitle game is really strong on those digital books isn't it? you know man of tomorrow fastest man alive gotham knights with an ass and everything mm-hmm. and now agent of peace
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah uh, there was also an Aquaman one and a Swamp Thing one. You've been reading those too.
1: Yep. Uh, the, the Aquaman one, the first issue, I, the second issue out. I haven't read that one yet. The first issue is just a, uh, kind of cut and dry Black Manta versus, uh, Aquaman. You know, they just fight over this. Black Manta's found a weapon that he thinks could probably kill Aquaman. It's like some, it's like a spear that was given, but given to Atlantis by the, the Murmazons, which is like mermaid Amazons. and um i love it again aquaman's trying to tell him don't use a weapon it'll kill you because what the weapon is it's like a hunting spear and it can only be used by people who who want who who or who need something um so like it's it's mainly used for hunting so like when it was used for hunting it would give people great wealth in like food and stocks and stuff like that um, that they that, mm. so they could survive, but when Black Manta uses it, he uses it for selfish reasons. So it takes and it like causes yeah. him to almost starve to death and go blind and all that sort of stuff.
0: <laughs> can't uh, can't catch a break, Black Manta, can he? Yeah.
1: So that, that was that was a pretty cool pretty cool issue. The the Swamp Thing one again was really good because written by Mark Russell. Um,
0: yes, which makes me think I got to check this out. Are they, are these one and dones or do they have recurring characters? This
1: is the second issue I flicked through and there is reoccurring characters in this one. Um, so I think the story is like, there's like a broad stroke story, which is with the Sunderland food company, which is creating the terminus seed, which will apparently kill off all plant life on earth, but also kill itself off. So farmers have to keep buying from Sunderland. (sighs) Um, Swamp Thing's like, I ain't having any of that shit. So he's like destroying all their factories. Um, and this first issue, he he's destroying all the stuff, and they're trying to come up with a plan to kill him, or like capture him because they want to capture him and use his DNA to create slave harvesters that will harvest themselves oh. for food. Um,
0: oh shit.
1: And as we as we learn that like alec because he used to be human and th- th- that's the thing with this this uh, this swamp thing there definitely was a difference between alec holland and swamp thing it's not that mm. whole thing where swamp thing thinks he was alec holland but he wasn't right that sort of thing. right um
0: they change that all the time
1: yeah alec hates that what humans have become and it and the hate has, is, like, driving him to almost kill them, but he keeps bottling up the hate and everything into his heart, which is a beat. And, um, mm-hmm. and every now and then, when the heart becomes too full, he has to rip it out and, like, cast off the hate. <laughs> and as uh this voodoo priest that was living him fatima finds out the heart could like probably give her power so she betrays him to sunderland and, and tries to eat the heart for the power but fails to realize that the heart is full of hate so it's toxic and it ends up putting her into a death-like coma and it's really cool because it happens when swamp thing is knocked out from the exact same toxin because she was going to give him <laughs> give him up to sunderland and um he wakes up thinking that fatima died protecting him when really she was the oh. one behind it also he he like buries her and she's still alive in her coffin and everything because she wakes up <laughs> after a while so it's kind of like sealing your own fate sort of thing like hate, oh, sa- that sounds... hate saved swamp thing but damn someone else
0: oh that sounds like some good vertigo horror shit is what that sounds like yeah it's
1: really cool and I, I don't know what the second issue is like that. but i imagine it's pretty damn good as well
0: i can dig on that yeah i might have to check those out i mean i really might have to check those out if i need more content on my channel <laughs> <laughs>
1: well we're getting comics very soon i think this, that's... next coming week we, we're starting yeah. to see the return of comics so that's good
0: yeah there was the marvel solicitation there's not a lot but you're gonna get one of those empire books and you're gonna get some other stuff yeah it
1: means i need to read road to empire i guess
0: yeah that was good i liked road to empire yeah gonna get 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 back to reading i, them. Uh, I enjoyed it it was, it was a good little history lesson uh i guess too. uh what is it we saved this for the end of the show because i know a lot of people haven't had a chance to watch it yet although it's a prequel so you probably know how it's all gonna end one way <laughs> or another uh Clone Wars had its last two episodes this week. Obviously, they had one that aired on its regular day, uh, Friday, and then they had another one that's supposed to air tomorrow on May the 4th, Star Wars Day, although some people already had a chance to see it, like Matt, who lives in the future land of Australia, (laughs) so I thought... Might be fun to talk about these last two episodes, Uh, Shattered and Victory and Death are what they're called.
1: Yeah, so these last two episodes, these last two episodes specifically were like completely different to everything else before it.
0: Oh, yeah. This this whole arc is basically like, yo, let's make a movie. Like, those other two arcs we had. Hey, here's just some story arcs from uh, Clone Wars we never got to do. This last arc with the Siege of Mandalore and Order 66 is straight up, let's just make a fucking movie. So much to the point, let's have the original Lucasfilm logo attached to it. It
1: feels like it's, um, well, the way it was, like, like presented, it feels like they could easily just grab these and and, like, cut them all into one long episode one long movie basically
0: i feel like that was maybe the plan and you know it was because you don't even have uh the regular like previously on Mm -hmm. fucking clone wars this shit. yeah they dropped that guy completely yeah and
1: and for the best for the better as well because it's it's not kind of like that adventure serial which uh the clone was always was it's kind of a bit more solemn you know what's going to happen Very. and it's not going to be pretty <laughs>
0: The, the main theme here is tragedy, tragedy for everyone mm. and tragedy in ways you don't expect. We see the siege of Mandalore and Bo-Katan's like, cool, I liberated my planet. This is great. And Mandalore will live in peace forever. <laughs> no, you won't.
1: No, no, we, we know what's going to happen. She doesn't, but she kind of has an idea that things have changed now.
0: Mm. <laughs> It's only i love two gar saxon there in the background like oh hey look we arrested gar saxon oh he's gonna be running this place under the empire in a couple years
1: yeah he's gonna get out of prison and oh they oh, the empire is probably just gonna free him and just say go rule this and we'll pay you under the table <laughs>
0: Well, it's funny, the idea there seemed to be is the Mandalorians are like, oh, you know, we don't like these clones here. Oh, these clones can't leave soon enough. The clones never leave because they become the Imperial military and they just occupy the planet for the next decade. Yeah,
1: yeah, until the Great Purge happens.
0: Yeah, where they get fucked and then where it's like, okay, well, well what happened after that? Oh, then they just, you know, lived in sewers and everything in the Mandalorian and they became weird-ass nomads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tragedy uh then you of course have the tragedy of ahsoka and her doomed relationship with anakin skywalker her friend and mentor and oh man there is like there's several times during this where she could have told someone important information and it might have changed everything but she doesn't and she does it because she respects her friendship and she doesn't want to hurt Anakin because again she got kicked out uh by the order just by screwing up one time she didn't even screw up she got framed and they stripped her of everything so when she hears like oh yeah Darth Sidious fucking Anakin you know might actually bring down the Jedi she A doesn't want to believe it and B she's like well maybe maybe Let's not blow this out of proportion, too. So, <laughs>
1: well, not only that, like in this in uh, last the second last episode, there's that that moment with uh, uh, where she's talking, where it's actually in episode three, where well, we don't see it in episode three, where she's talking Love with it. Mace and all that, and uh, just like how like arrogant and like full of themselves they are. They're like, oh, we don't need this citizen's help you know we're we're the jedi oh, yeah. we, so we,
0: mace really fucking talks yeah, down to her
1: yeah he that's the one thing i've i've completely enjoyed out of like the prequel trilogy and like this stuff is just showing like the arrogance and hubris of especially mace windu he's just so full of himself and thinks because he's a mm-hmm. jedi master he knows what's best
0: and again minutes later he will be dead <laughs> yeah yeah it's so, so, so crazy to think that hey eh? <laughs> That, that that scene is brilliant too how they staged it like they really need like all the credit in the world for how they figured it out where it's like here is this scene from revenge of the sith where mace is like hey i should probably go confront the chancellor and then be like okay so th- this pe- this person will leave and then ahsoka will come in and catch the end of the conversation then they'll all leave but yoda will stick around for a few minutes more
1: i've seen someone intercut it with episode three and it fits perfectly i think they worked it out if Ahsoka had stayed for like 30 seconds more, she would have run into Anakin.
0: Ugh, ugh. Which again makes it even more tragic because that's all she wanted to do. Yep. <laughs> is, you know, to try and warn him about all of this is going down and how she might have been able to change it. Uh, again keeping on the tragedy train the tragedy of Darth Maul the man who basically his entire history is that he has been a puppet on a string he has been a tool a tool to Sidious a tool to the Sisters, a tool to Ahsoka by the end of this not only
1: that it's really interesting to compare the parallels between her and and Maul because both of them fucked up once or Ahsoka didn't even really fuck up but she was framed they they fucked up once and they were just completely like cast aside by their masters
0: oh yeah i mean maul even says it there where it's like you know we we are the phantom apprentices you and i you know we're more alike and you always get that in star wars and you always get that in other movies when the villain does the we're not so different you and i speech but here i didn't really think about it here i'm like yeah yeah you are actually a lot of like honestly yeah and again, too, where Maul's like, no, I know everything that's going to go down with Sidious. I'm pretty sure I know what's going to go down with Order 66. If you join me, we can probably stop it. And the only thing that stops her from actually joining up with Darth Maul and probably saving the whole universe is is he talks shit about Anakin. Yep. He talks shit about her Jedi dad, and that pisses her off. Yeah, if he just
1: just, just kept his mouth closed, we could have had – this." could have had like a completely different universe and hopefully they i really want them to bring back the star wars infinities comics and do that uh. where it's like ahsoka decided to go with maul and they team up and they like go to coruscant and like kill palpatine or something
0: yeah how would that have changed things? yeah or, or
1: like anakin and obi-wan end up coming to mandalore instead and ahsoka helps them and they end up killing maul and because he's there the chancellor and all that stuff that's happening with grievous doesn't happen
0: yeah they they actually do manage to arrest him and they change all of history yeah that'd be pretty fucking cool also man that lightsaber fight scene between maul and ahsoka just fucking balls to the wall oh they went
1: all out with that did you see the um the mocap behind the scenes stuff for that
0: i did for people who are wondering it's like wow this fight scene doesn't look like anything else in the show yeah because they mocapped real people for it they
1: mocapped ray park as darth maul again
0: which is so cool that he kind of gets redeemed in this too and kind of gets to come back to the park in fact maul even does the thing with his lightsaber he like sparks it the same way he does in a phantom menace mm-hmm.
1: yeah a lot of the same moves really damn cool fight and it, it it was it was a little bit jarring seeing like the the past lightsaber fights and then seeing this how like the past ones were like really kind of like blocky Acrobatic. and choppy and and everything there was like like parts where you could tell it's like oh that's the end of one animation and now they're going into yeah, the other yeah. animation whereas this one was all like one fluid movement it was so cool oh yeah
0: also too uh ahsoka has a moment where she could have killed darth maul but didn't which actually re uh, colors their fight they have later in rebels there's a lot of these last four episodes that recolor a ton of stuff from rebels uh, i'm
1: i'm gonna go back and watch rebels i think
0: uh, I did go back and watch t- t- two episodes in particular, but we'll get to those in a minute. But yeah, so Maul is captured, Mandalore is saved, and then they're like, alright, I guess we're gonna go back to the Republic now as heroes. Yep. Nothing nothing can, you know, uh, what is it, uh, dampen our spirits. Hey, Rex, what are you gonna do now that the war is over and all the clones are free and everything? I guess, guess you're gonna live a normal, happy life now, aren't you? <laughs> yep, sure are. Initiate Order 66, kill all the Jedi. Ah, fuck!
1: I like... <laughs> The, the second last episode just because of like we all knew it was coming and like that was my favorite it, one the, and it was just so ominous with like the music which is like this kind of like synthy evangelist fucking uh blade runner type music very solemn it's, it's
0: like It's like a horror movie. You're on the edge of your seat because you know it's literally the Star Wars version of don't go in there. Don't go, don't answer the phone. Don't go in there. (laughs) And, and and like here too, like, in fact, I'll say this is better than the Revenge of the Sith one because I care more about Rex and Ahsoka than I cared about the characters in that movie when they all got shot in the back. So it was a big deal, especially when they reaffirmed their friendship. And Ahsoka's like, wow, Rex, you know, I've known you basically all my life. You know, you're such a dear friend and war buddy to me. And Rex is like, i've literally known you my whole life
1: kid yeah yeah it's so yeah again clone wars did a wonder for these characters again like you watch like revenge of the sith and you're like oh i don't really care about any of these clones though there's you know stormtroopers you know who gives a shit like about mm-hmm. any of them but then you watch the clone wars and how it like humanized all these characters all these clones and made each one even though they were all the same person made each one of them different yeah
0: with shit man hats off to Diedrich barber for his fucking acting yeah uh again to another absolutely genius thing that they write into here which i never would have thought of but it is so so freaking inspired where it's like okay well how does ahsoka find out about anakin turning to the dark side and Vader, and the death of mace windu and everything and that is both her and maul as the only two force users on the ship they they feel it they feel the psychic screams they feel the disturbance in the force so that's how they get up to speed
1: yeah so we get dialogue we get actual audio from revenge of the sith as well as like an anakin line that's a com- combination of Hayden Christensen and Matt Lander which sounded really very, weird but also really primal. cool
0: and again it makes sense to her it's like yeah we set up these two as apprentices and their connection to their masters is what allowed them to hear this very pivotal moment in Star Wars history and it's also kind of a callback to old Ben Kenobi it's like a, it sounded like a thousand screams that were all silenced mm-hmm. Loved it, loved that to death. They, we do run into a mild bit of discontinuity, but this didn't bug me because, like in Rebels, Rex was always saying like, "Ooh, I never turned against my Jedi, and I cut my uh, own control chip out." Eh, you kind of did attack your Jedi. She wasn't technically a Jedi at the time, yes. but you did, <laughs> and you didn't cut it out. She helped you, but whatever. Yeah, well,
1: they, they they probably they didn't have that this written by then. There's there's also like discontinuity with like the the Ahsoka novel, but. I technically don't count that Ahsoka novel as canon now since so much has changed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I- I'm enjoying it enough to not give a shit about it. Also, too, even the go- even like the original trilogy has discontinuity with Leia saying like she remembers her mom and yeah. shit in like a thousand generations versus a thousand years. That's that's just Star Wars. We'll just put that over here in the box of stuff that doesn't really make sense when you think about <laughs> it. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> It, it's a cool scene. I like that she helps, and I like, too, that we get that kind of Rogue One reference, too. I am one with the Force. The Force is one with me. I am one with the Force. hmm Yep. And that the chip is not one with the force you know that is an abnormality and everything and that by doing that they're able to find it yeah i thought
1: that was pretty damn cool and i, I like when when he changed when he got the the message from from sidious how there was like that second where he he like kind of realized what was happening realized because of what happened with fives and whatnot and was able to mm-hmm. tell ahsoka what happened like remember fives and what happened there
0: it's so cool that they were able to bring that storyline to a close because I think so much of this last season was about Rex and putting stuff to bed with him as a Mm -hmm. character uh, like with Echo and the Bad Batch and everything and finishing off that storyline and also finishing off the five story which I think more than anything else was a story that fans were afraid would never get a resolution yeah
1: and it got like the best resolution it could
0: it was the most important thing that's why ahsoka and rex were able to survive because fives didn't die in vain
1: yeah there's also a nice little bit of continuity there where like in in uh rebels when we meet rex he's 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 captain rex but like in the last couple episodes he got promoted to commander here but there's like a line where like where he he he, he, he talks about how he's not going to be a commander now because he, he ends up fighting against Jesse and the others, so he kind of goes against his rank demoted. and gets demoted.
0: I, I loved that, too, because they kept calling him Captain Rex, even in Rebels, and it's just like, oh, yeah, of course they did. This, uh, this promotion didn't last because he technically went rogue, and he said, you will be demoted and executed alongside the Jedi <laughs> if you do not follow Order 66. I'm like, oh, that's fun. He gets to go back to being Captain Rex.
1: Yeah, what he always is. <laughs>
0: that's... What he what he always is, what he'll always be. Uh, Maul does get one tiny victory here. He gets a cool ass hallway fight. He figures, well, if I can't escape, I'm just gonna kill everyone on this big ship. And then he finally does manage to escape, making it the one victory he's actually <laughs> won this whole time. Yeah,
1: he kind of kind of does like a bit of a, a bit of a Star Killer reference, Force and Leash reference, where he pulls the the Venator out of the out of the sky by like mm. destroying his hyperdrive.
0: Yep. Yep and then i'm thinking to myself I'm like but it's not a real victory for maul he survived today he'll go and reestablish his crime syndicate only for the empire to crush it in a couple years then he'll go to that sith cave from rebels and get old and crazy and wait for ezra to come and find the holocron and then he'll die on tatooine to the same guy who cut him in half yeah
1: see again like there's still like little little bits in there that you can fill in for maul's uh story oh, God, so yeah. like i really hope we get to see more whether it be in animation with sam Wh- where or or like live action with like the crimson dawn stuff
0: oh yeah i mean honestly uh, i think they've made maul an interesting enough character oh, yeah. i would watch i would watch the Maul show i guess you could call it you could call it star wars red dawn and you could have it be any Dr- uh, Dr- uh, dryden voss could be a supporting character i'd watch that yeah
1: dryden voss was actually in one of these episodes as well he was for a brief he was. moment blinking you'll miss it
0: yeah have it be about the last days of the red dawn syndicate have it be like oh yeah you know criminal cartels like us won't be able to make it into the future because the empire's you know cracking down on all crime that's not their own Mm -hmm. i would like that again keep it uh being about maul's weird like shadow war with the emperor that'd be fun
1: yeah yeah dive into like some of the sith stuff and uh like like what he's become as like a sith lord Mm
0: mm-hmm again you know how how did he eventually find out about the holocron in that temple no they actually do explain that in a comic palpatine took him there early on mm-hmm. in their career actually they uh they explained that in one of the darth maul comics actually yeah yeah <laughs> he, he, he you, you see maul and palpatine went there and there was a big jedi sith fight there and there's uh there's crossed lightsabers there and that was pretty fun
1: <laughs> yeah there you go you need to find out like I, I can't remember whether we found find out like who the inquisitor he is he who kills who he kills to get like that like part of the lightsaber for his new double-ended stuff
0: oh right i don't yeah, think we have yeah, i don't think
1: some... we ever found out who that was
0: yeah, they could do some shit with that. There'd be places to go. Yeah, because Maul's lightsaber changes. Here it's his old one, but by the time we see it again in Rebels, it's like a cane and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's well, He's got one part I think is his original, but the other part is like one that looks like an Inquisitor's. It's got like that half circle sort of thing on it.
0: Mm, right there's definitely places they could go with that uh even the droids get shit to do in this final episode which i was not expecting and it's funny we can't kill off any of the main characters but you better believe we can kill us some droids you know
1: you say you don't expect that stuff like with the droids but like i kind of did i'm like yeah that kind of makes sense there were so many episodes in clone wars which are about like droids or like lesser like mm. character, like little aliens like uh what's his name that uh general Greeb what was it you know him and r2 went on that mission and he's like a cowardly general what was his name
0: right yeah 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 i remember he like hidden
1: the astromech and they were like infiltrating a, a droid outpost or something
0: yes yes i vaguely remember that but it's funny too because i'm pretty sure one of those droids is actually voiced by dave filoni <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well maybe the chopper one <laughs>
0: there you go it's great too because it's like you know ahsoka doesn't want to hurt the clones i mean these are guys who were her friends who were her you know brothers in arms who painted their face in tribute to her not a moment earlier yeah and are now trying to kill her and i think it's so funny where it's like no we must uh, you know we must shoot to stun we can't possibly you know kill these uh clones we love them too much but when it comes to droids it's like but droids have thoughts and feelings and personalities fuck them
1: <laughs> yeah kill those droid filth <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're not real people. I'm like, man, Star Wars, you're funny like that, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cl- cl- clones have, uh, what is it, you know, hearts and feelings and personalities. Droids, meh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, all of this, too, It's it, it kind of feels like speed because the final episode is all built around them in, like, a starship that's falling. And they're like, you know, how are we going to escape uh, without getting killed and i'm like oh what a fun ticking clock to put on that yeah
1: and it was it was looked amazing it looks so damn it good really like the where especially when once they finally get into that y-wing and they and like ahsoka's mm-hmm. like falling through all the debris as the as it falls through the atmosphere that was so good looking
0: and hey good writing too because as we set up during the first episode of siege of mandalore she can do that mm-hmm <laughs> yeah well all
1: through the show we've shown how much like if this was season one ahsoka she wouldn't be able to do that
0: yeah exactly they've set that up in a really interesting way and uh, oh oh the funeral scene oh that shedded my fucking heart when they were on that planet and they dug through the wreckage and found all the helmets of all the clones and set them up and they had a little funeral for jesse and the rest oh my god yeah her
1: her her people basically because they, they got, yeah. got all the the Ahsoka squads got all the um the, the markings on their helmet and stuff and yeah set them all up had rex in her barium damn
0: yeah and then she leaves her lightsaber behind because it was a gift from anakin and anakin is dead now and anakin did this essentially in the greater scheme of things and i'm thinking like oh what a nice uh little touch that but oh Oh, but then they do more. (laughs) Then they jump ahead in time, and you know it's ahead in time because it's winter now on this planet. And Vader and the Five O first show up to dig through the wreckage, and he finds it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that's why he never looked for her in Rex because he assumed, oh, well, they're dead.
1: Yeah, he assumed they're dead, and I think that was also partly the reason why she left the saber as well to like say, like, okay, someone's probably gonna try and find me. I'll leave the saber here and make it look like I died.
0: And it's a brilliant scene, too, because you can interpret it in a number of ways. You can interpret it as, you know, uh, Anakin still did very much care for Ahsoka and Rex and wanted to find them to be like, OK, well, maybe I can talk them into joining me mm-hmm. and everything. Or you can interpret it as like Darth Vader being like, no, I need to find and kill them because they are the last people who knew the real Anakin.
1: Yeah, like him hunting down like he this is like one of these many missions where he, he found out that like Ahsoka's ship that had Maul on it crashed on this planet so him and the 501st go and try and figure out what happened or something
0: because these people are actual real threats to me Mm -hmm. because they knew who i was in an old life and i have to hunt them down and kill them and then and then the last thing matt i was not expecting this last thing i literally jumped in my seat when i saw it because it called back to a thing i had totally forgot about but a thing that i was absolutely obsessed with vader looks up in the sky and he sees an owl flying around. And I'm like, oh, the fucking owl. The fucking and owl. you're probably thinking, what? The fucking owl. It's it's the owl. What does the owl mean? <laughs> and some people, I'm sure, forgot what the owl means because they didn't love Rebels as much as you and I did. But the owl was all over the big fight that Ahsoka and Vader have uh, later on in Rebels. You know, we see it at the beginning of the episode. We see it at the end when Vader walks out and, you know, Ahsoka is assumed dead. We see it again in the final episode when, you know, uh, Ahsoka and uh, Ezra are walking through the uh, space between spaces and everything. The owl is there again.
1: Yeah, I, I, and again, like the shot, the shot set up so it looks like, like Vader sees this and maybe just assumes it could again assume Vader might think it's just oh this is like a, a vulture or something to sh- like a signif signi- signify death because it's circling and stuff, or he could mm. realize that like oh this this is tied to Ahsoka, this means she's still out there.
0: so so are we thinking like is this like a straight up again is it like an artsy thing where it's like the owl just represents their relationship because you know the owl is beautiful but it's also a bird of prey and it's nocturnal and everything or are we thinking this is a force power that ahsoka gets later that we don't know about and that is can she like warg into the owl can she see through it is she looking at vader right now and he doesn't know what that means but he will know what it means in the future and that's why the owl found ezra to save her from her moment of death at the hands of vader i don't know there's a lot to think about and i need to get my string theory board out i
1: I just think the owl just i think it just represents like a living embodiment of the force kind of like jedi bendu
0: yeah that's you know i like that actually it is the good part of the force it's there when people need it and that's why you know it led ezra through and that's why you know uh, basically helped save uh what is it save ahsoka yeah. at the end of rebels or
1: again you could even you could even uh look at it as like that's the light side of the force and it's around still around anakin and in anakin mm, but, uh,
0: right. but it's far
1: off in in above him
0: Right, and it only comes at times when he's challenged Mm -hmm. and everything. That's why it showed up at the beginning of that episode and at the end, because when he fights Ahsoka in the future in that awesome, I think it was called Twilight of the Apprentices, (laughs) his mask gets knocked off for a second, and he starts speaking in the old Anakin voice, and that's what actually stops Ahsoka for a second, because, you know, she sees Anakin inside him, and it's this great scene. Yep, yep. Because he he became himself for a second, and maybe in that moment he was himself too when he mourned his friend. Mm Mm-hmm yeah and then then walked away the final shot is amazing because it's it's the ahsoka troop it's one of those painted helmets covered in ice and you see vader's reflection as he walks away is
1: isn't that's like a like the per that perfect ending shot for the clone wars because that that is the ending of the clone wars the 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 clones are cast aside and vader like rises and takes over that that there's perfect shot
0: we, it's, we, we, we say it's the end, but they totally do an episode of Rebels where Rex and the other guys fight one last commander droid, <laughs> and, that, and that's technically the end of the Clone Wars, but they wrote that before this. <laughs> they, they wrote that when they thought that would be the last they ever got to do. <laughs> Uh, again, too, if we want to split hairs about discontinuity in that fight in Rebels, when uh, Ahsoka meets Vader again, she says, you know, this time I'm not going to leave you. Eh, well, technically, in season five, you walked away when we thought was that was the last word going to be written on it, but you actually did see him again, so, you know... <laughs> but you can interpret it multiple ways it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i
1: mean it it could have been a much larger like continuity clusterfuck but for what they've done it's it's pretty damn good
0: it is it's pretty airtight and again like that works really well in that scene and the scenes here really work in this so i'm not going to be too mad at it Mm. Mm. yeah so uh, any other thoughts on this besides that it was a great end to Clone Wars?
1: Yeah, no. It was it was so damn cool. It was so da- I I I was a little bit disappointed with like that middle arc. I didn't much care yeah. for that like that I don't know why that was there. That was very we, strange. We talked
0: about I mean, I get why it was there, and we talked about it before. They're trying to show Ahsoka the other side of the universe and the injustice that the Jedi don't stop and everything, and why people would be willing to accept Imperial rule. But again, you took four episodes to do something you could say in one.
1: Yeah, one or two, yeah. And and really, they, they probably should have just stayed on Coruscant, like, under the Jedi rule to show yeah, show what it was like instead of, you know, going to different spice planets and whatnot
0: yeah which again you know i it's fun because we got to see castle for a minute and we got to do all this other stuff but i agree you could have probably done that all on coruscant if you really had to
1: yeah but no this this final arc these final episodes were just a completely different animal from what we'd seen before and make made up for it made up for it
0: yeah be- beautiful send-off. If you watch nothing else, watch these last four episodes. In fact, I feel that's how a lot of people enjoyed Clone Wars anyway, by picking and choosing, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, here's uh, here's a Jar Jar Binks Mace episode, here's a droid episode, uh, here's one about Darth Maul and his brother, ooh, I know which one I'm watching. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's actually, I wonder if someone's updated yet, because I remember I found like these really great like guide to clone wars and it's like if you want to watch the whole season but not all the episodes these are like the main arcs you need to watch to understand the entire entire show and it was it was really well done because it separated them and told you exactly what was in that arc so you'd be like oh watch this arc where Savage press and and darth Maul fight darth Mm -hmm. sidious and
0: whatnot And it's really fucking cool. I guess we never uh, got another Cad Bane or Asajj Ventress episode, which kind of bugs me a little bit. Yeah, I know they kind of deal with her fate in a book. Is that book canon? I know we've talked about this. Yeah, it is. Okay, it is her and Quentin Voss, But she doesn't die at the end of that, though. Like, she almost does, but she kind of has, like, a fake death moment. Yeah, I
1: think it's left ambiguous. But uh, until someone, like, does something else with her, I'm just gonna assume she's dead
0: right because i think she has a moment in that book where she's like get me the fuck away from these clone wars get me out (laughs) of (laughs) here and i'm like that's fine she deserves that she can have that moment uh you would probably know better than me matt and again too maybe we won't know till star wars celebration or anything uh are there any new animated star wars things in development because with this done this will be the longest there hasn't been you know anything new animated star wars development
1: there is they're, they're all just rumors from like random fucking patreon scoopers and whatnot about like <laughs> but the 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 one thing that like is kind of consistent with all of them is that it's going to be like a rebel sequel
0: uh, well they have to do that because rebels left on such a huge cliffhanger yeah,
1: picking up most of them but then also then you've got the stuff where like oh apparently like ahsoka is in the mandalorian season two
0: yeah yeah
1: so like will so, it take place before or after that because that's we, around we the same square that. around the same time a circle would have been uh, heading off into the unknown regions
0: yeah we got to square that circle also too. how far up to the new movies is rebels willing to touch because again isn't palpatine and that planet also out there in the unknown regions are we going to talk about that yeah and
1: i mean the the ghost is in rise of skywalker so
0: yes it is yeah Hera and Kanan had a kid. Is that kid gonna be like all grown up by the time we eventually pick up with that show? Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna have to have a very uncomfortable conversation about human alien hybridization?
1: <laughs> hey, we already had that sort of stuff with that clone who, who married that. That's true. That Twilight and whatnot. lady.
0: <laughs> that's true (laughs) again who who wants to have that episode well you see when uh when a terran earthling uh loves an alien woman very much (laughs) they put their parts together and just kind of hope for the best and sometimes (laughs) shit happens and sometimes it doesn't a lot a lot of trial and error out here in space why do i feel when space travel becomes a thing that's going to be the first thing like okay can we trade resources do we speak the same language can we safely fuck each other can we though
1: you know kind of like Let's try that out me, but... spit acid at me
0: yeah really do we do we got to worry about that are you like one of those uh, amazon toads where am i gonna trip balls for a little bit because <laughs> i'm not against it i'm just saying <laughs> probably good to know it's probably you know take three hours out of my schedule just for that yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man man i would love uh i would love some more rebels because again as much as i like clone wars i definitely like rebels more because they were new characters Mm -hmm. who weren't connected to the prequels, which even though Clone Wars the series did a lot to redeem a lot of stuff from the prequels,
1: oh, oh, absolutely, it, it fleshed out so much stuff from those films and made it, it retroactively made them better. They're still not very good films, mm. but like it made them at least you know passable where you can go back and watch them and be like, ah, that gets a payoff in this episode of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm
0: and all it took was seven seasons of television spread out <laughs> spread out over almost a decade because we all thought six was going to be the last one over then Disney, a decade out of the blue... yeah over a decade because then out of the blue disney's like fuck it do a last season
1: yeah why not yeah um yeah that, that'd that be cool if we got like a, a rebels and Nulla rebels series or i'd like a um I have a feeling they're probably going to be doing something with the High Republic, because that's like their next big Mm. push uh, with their comics and and, uh, novels and all that sort of stuff. They had a big push on that. So they'd be stupid not to do uh, a show set in there
0: hell as crazy as it is just adapt what jason aaron wrote for in between the star wars movies i'd watch that (laughs) if they put that to animation
1: that'd be pretty cool Uh, people keep wanting them and i i agree they want them to do like an animated series in the style of that those uh galaxy of adventures shorts have you seen Mm. any of them they look they are so damn good. good they they look so cool
0: yeah they really really do but uh yeah so uh that's the show for this week everyone we hope you enjoyed it we managed to talk for a while mm-hmm. uh which is rare and rare in this day where news is hard to come by because nothing is happening everywhere forever yeah but
1: it should start to pick up because we got new comics coming out very soon this week i think is when they they, they all that's start back
0: the... yeah that's the hope and then maybe we can go outside again maybe maybe <laughs> hey joel what have you been getting into uh during this quarantine uh cheese it's mostly i've been getting into a <laughs> lot of them i've been finishing a lot of the different flavors you know contrasting and comparing <laughs> is there going I to like be a new video on your
1: myself? channel like comparing the different cheetos
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that desperate yet but if this goes on any longer maybe What you need to
1: do since they seem to be very poppy you need to do like a, like a cheeto mukbang
0: Oh, yeah, just get just, just get, get,
1: like, get like 50 pounds of cheetos and just like yeah crush them up and snort them or something i don't know <laughs> i don't know what they do in those studios
0: wear a wear a suit snort them and everything yeah <laughs> just start talking like tony montana <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong nothing at all i think <laughs> so again thank you everyone for watching and listening really appreciate you coming by especially because we didn't have a show next week uh oh gonna have a show live again next week should uh in case uh i mean i assume so if nothing goes wrong you know
1: if the world ends in nuclear apocalypse before then you'll know yeah. there's no
0: show <laughs> yeah or they are them murder hornets get us
1: oh yeah no you gotta watch out for them murder
0: hornets gotta watch out for them murder hornets. no murder hornets coming to get you watch out <laughs> led by me waspinator. <laughs> Yes, I've been sitting on this voice for this long and I've had no reason to do it (laughs) until now.
1: finally, someone who remembers Beast Wars in the comments is vindicated.
0: (laughs) They're so fucking happy. The two people who enjoy that are enjoying it so hard right now. But yes, as always, if you're a patron, you can get this episode first before anyone else. We've actually been getting a lot of new patrons recently. Uh, I'm assuming both for this show and for Capes and Quests that have come back. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it in these trying times because it helps me pay Matt and helps me keep shit online and everything. So that's that's good shit. Thank you. That's
1: cool. I gotta, I gotta, got like, come and join you for capes and quests one time
0: yeah yeah i'll have to work that in to get you as a guest uh character in an episode you can be like uh, and in this uh, special episode featuring <laughs> uh my uh my players are psychopaths though where it's like <laughs> we killed the new player oh come on <laughs> i'm
1: sure i'm sure i'll be i don't know forced to be given drugs or something
0: <laughs> oh yeah where it's like you're not a cop though right man you're not a guard hit this shit <laughs> Just just becomes the fantasy version of Training Day. Oh, my God, in that last episode, friggin' Kirk's like, I destroy the floor. What? Yeah, I destroy the floor. Well, he'll fall down then if I destroy the floor. Okay. Thorgi, hey, so there was, like, a trash can fire over there, right? Yeah, there was a trash can fire. There. I pick up the man and throw him in the trash <laughs> fire. And um, I'm like, if only, if only if you can pass your strength and you pass your strength check. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I guess you throw him in the fire. This then. sounds
1: exactly like, like how I play dungeons and dragons
0: <laughs> it's the best kind of madness that's why i've completely leaned into i'm like look you're basically doing fantasy grand theft auto now you're doing jobs for a different criminal figure yeah i played one
1: where like there was like a town and there was like a building with a bunch of guards and i decided my character would be it wasn't acrobatic or anything decided to scale the wall and and pry <laughs> off the roof tiles and break in to <laughs> steal some wine <laughs>
0: There you go. That's the fun (laughs) shit. All right, everyone. You can listen to this and Capes and Quest over on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, Must appreciate it. Uh, Everyone else, you'll get it Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it for me and Matt. We'll be back again next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.